This is Tiger Cats post game on the Tiger Cats Audio Network. Tiger Cats post game from the nation's capital. Job done. Tiger Cats victorious, sixteen to twelve, in a wild roller coaster of a game. And you look at the points scored at 28 and you would think this one was a snoozer certainly not this one went right down to the wire and we talk about Dustin Crum and his notorious comebacks almost pulled off one more time but the star of the game the Hamilton Tiger Cats defense coming through on this evening I'm Bob O'Neill along with Andy Fantuz and we'll be joined by the guys from the booth to clean up and observe and make our comments about this one. we got to dig into this one, Andy. I'll tell you, the ultimate thing in the game, and as you know, you played for 12 years, is to get the victory. You get the victory tonight, but there's this sour taste at the end of it, unfortunately. Oh, what a heartbreak to see Bo Levi go down there on a meaningless play at the end of the game. Uh, just... Hopefully it's not as bad as, uh, you know, hopefully it's not a high ankle sprain or, or something worse than that. Um, it, it didn't look good. Jovan Santos Knox came over the pile and, and sort of landed on that ankle uh, as he twisted him backwards. And it just seems, uh, it seems like an avoidable one. But um, the win, the win, no, impressive win. Impressive, impressive showing by that defense. Uh, just, just incredible. Crum is a dangerous, dangerous athlete out there, and to, to bring him down seven times in the backfield, Crum ended up rushing 13 times for 82 yards. Uh, but really, you, you could look at that like with 13 plus to seven sacks, almost 20 rushes or 20 times he's on the move. And to have only a 12-yard long, uh, I believe it was only twice for a first down. It, it what what a what a showing, what a what a what a way to step up to a challenge. And um, the Ottawa team had the ball for a ton of time in that second half. I mean, the, the, Hamilton didn't even complete a pass in the fourth quarter. In the third quarter, they had a two and out, and then they had that long. Um, not, what was it, 75-yarder yep. to Loxley right at the end of the third quarter. Otherwise, they, they didn't do anything. They only had the ball for a couple of minutes in the, four, in, the, in the second half, period. So for that defense to be out there for that long in the second half, nearly 12 minutes, and still, or, or excuse me, <laughs> not nearly 12 minutes, uh, over 20 minutes, and yes. still... And still, uh, and still perform at the level they were performing at and, and come up with that big stop at the end of the game. Uh, what an unbelievable showing. Hats off to Mark Washington and that defense. Everything from the looks to the fronts to the blitzes to the tackling. Um, very, very impressive. Tiger Cats post game. We will go down to the locker room and talk to Coach O, our player of the game. Um, we'll review the Car Star Keys to Victory. But now it's time for our catch of the game presented by Fisherman's Friend. Fisherman's Friend, it works. That's the honest truth. Folks, final play of the third quarter. First down and 10. The Hamilton Tiger Cats from the road, 35 yard line. Guy Lutz 
Kylie catches another pass. He might be gone. He's at the 50, the 45, the 40. Kyle wants the open field. He's down to the 25, the 20, the 15, the 10. One man to beat. And he bobbled the ball. He gets into the end zone. Touchdown, Tiger Cats. Kai Wansley. The longest touchdown of the year. It's 75 yards, quarterback to quarterback. Terry Godwin. That one is yeah. that one is on you, man, for coming in and forcing a fumble off of the intercepted play, and then and then one snap later, Kai Loxley running 75 yards. Well, I don't know if it gets any more exciting than that, and in a game where it seemed like Bo Levi certainly had those nickel and dime passes uh, down to a T, boy, he hit that little pass, and Kai Loxley, like who. I, we've talked about this, certainly got introduced to the offense today. <laughs> yeah, we saw him in there early in the game before the rain delay, uh, thinking, okay, all right, this is a new look for the Cats. And and he just continued to play all game long uh, in, in certain packages and was targeted, uh, was targeted a few times and made that huge catch and uh, in, in run for, for the touchdown. Um, Great to see him get involved. He was targeted four times, had two catches, both for first downs, 75-yarder and a 16-yarder. So uh, welcome to the Tiger Cats, Kyle Oxley. Let's review your car star keys to the victory, Andy, which was a victory. <laughs> yeah. Well, the first one was Dustin uh, Crum, contained Dustin Crum, and um, I already went through the stats to, you know, he still had 82 yards, but... I was really impressed by the tackling of Dustin Crum, and, and he is he is a heck of an athlete. And uh, to bring him down seven times in the backfield, seven sacks, and a few times he just got back to the line of scrimmage, a long of 12 yards running. Uh, what a great, a great job. This is a big check mark to me, even though he had 80 yards or 82 yards scrambling. Um, still, that. that that was a tough task, and he was looking to run often, and they were up to the challenge. Hey, give him credit. The guy was busted up, bleeding. He took a lot of big hits, and he just keeps on coming. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, resilience of this team is, is pretty uh, pretty fun to watch and pretty pretty impressive. Uh, they almost came back and, and with another comeback win in a game that they really had no business being in. Um, but you got to give that... You know, you got to give the defense credit for getting those interceptions and just the team in general credit for just keep it, continuing to believe and hang in there and, and uh, work the way all the way down uh, four yards short of taking the lead. Number two, interesting. Number two was get James Butler over 15 touches, and the Ticats did not do this. So uh, this was not a... Uh, a, a relevant key key to victory. I'll admit it first here. He had six carries for 12 yards, and he only had four targets for two with two catches for 30 yards. So only eight touches tonight. Uh, only looked to touch it 10 times. So they got the job done without him. And um, uh, you know we saw some different looks. We saw Tyreek McAllister take majority of the carries in the first half. We saw. Kyle Oxley with a running play. We saw uh, Felix Grangote get a few targets out of the backfield, um, which I'm okay with. All those, all those other 
you know, all those other looks and all those other ways of, of getting offensive production and spreading the ball around. Um, so it wasn't, uh, this key was not on point today. They got the victory without it, but, uh, you know, you still, uh, yeah, you, I mean, you still got James Butler and you're still going to want to use him uh, both to get touches, to make plays, and to uh, affect the defense even when he's not getting the ball. Number three, uh, certainly an issue this evening, um, and still they find a way to win. Yeah, win the turnover battle. They did not win this category. Well, Levi Mitchell threw five interceptions. Uh, and Hamilton got one interception and then they, and then Terry Godwin caused that fumble and they had that, that turnover on downs at the end of the game. Um, in the stat book, I see four, four turnovers for Ottawa, but I, I, I don't remember the fourth one. So, uh, But either way, they, they lost this one and, and that's why they almost lost the game because quite frankly, they seem to dominate for most of the game, for three quarters anyways. Uh, in all phases. Let's call a spade a spade. Like, without this dominant, absolutely season-best defensive performance with the five turnovers, we're not talking about a win. No. Like, let's be fair. Oh, well, yeah. This would have been, this would have been a blowout. This would have been... They, they wouldn't have... Ottawa wouldn't have had nearly as many plays uh, to run. The time of possession would have been so skewed. Um, the... Uh, you know, you, you probably would have saw James Butler getting his touches because <laughs> because they could have ran the ball a few more times and and just let the let the clock bleed down. But um, yeah, certainly a problem that's going to be cleaned up. And I don't know if Bo Levi is going to be around next week uh, on the field to to correct this mistake. Um, yeah, but. The problem is, when I, just when I look at it, I mean, of course, and, and again, you being on the field for as long as you did in the Canadian Football League, there, there, when you went break down that film and look at each interception, there are more than just the throw, right? Like, there's a lot of other things, um, whether it would be receiver-related, uh, bad play, good play by the defense, bad throw by the quarterback. So you can really diagnose each one at the end of the day. But uh, that's something that's going to have to be looked at on the film. Folks, we have exclusive access to the coaching room. Time to check in with Coach Orlando Steinauer, presented by Access Storage. Score a touchdown with affordable storage. Access Storage has flexible storage solutions at a store near you. Hey, try four weeks free. Details at accessstorage.ca. Coach Orlando Steiner, boy, you talk about a victory and you went to the nation's capital to get that victory. There was a lot of ups and downs, including that crazy weather delay, but you got the job done. Yeah, two points is two points. It's uh, what we needed. Uh, it was a hard-fought game back and forth. Um, just couldn't be more proud of our guys. Coach, you came in with, uh, you seem, the defense seemed very prepared. Uh, it seemed like you watched a lot of film and had some new looks for Dustin Crum in that offense. Uh, we saw a lot of three-man pressures with spies behind. We saw different personnel spying him. Um, can you just talk about how you came into the game playing to shut down 
Dustin Crum and, and especially his scrambling ability? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he's going to, you know, they're coaching him well. Like, if he doesn't see anything, he's going to take off. You know, there's a few times we let him out, but, I mean, you can't spy the whole game. So I do feel like we were prepared. We did a, a decent job of executing the game plan. We just, unfortunately, um, you know, we let the running back get out of there a couple of times. But, hey, that's football, right? It's 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 not going to be perfect. It's, it's how you respond. And so... Um, yeah, the plan was, was solid. They made a few adjustments. I thought we made a few adjustments. And then, you know, ultimately it came down to that last play on the goal line where we knocked it down. Coach, uh, a bit of a bit of a bittersweet finish there with um, the injury to Bo Levi Mitchell. It, it, can you give us any, any update on that right now? No update. Just obviously, you know, he's not well enough to... Uh, to go off on his own, and so uh, we'll have a further update later. You know, Coach, you got some different people involved in the game, and we talked about the preparation defensively. Um, good to see that Kai Loxley became an important part of this game uh, as, as a quarterback, as a guy on the field. Uh, he's so versatile. Yeah, that's kind of, you know, we're, we're kind of using him as our, as our extra receiver. He has that skill set. Um, and you know, and obviously it, it paid dividends here today. I know he had to drop early, and you know, kind of went over to him and just said, "Hey, listen, you know, we're going to need you again. You know, these guys are hard on themselves. They're you know, they're professional athletes. They want to help win." And uh, he came up huge. He came up huge for us there. You know, you talk about Bo Levi Mitchell and and him, you know, sadly being taken off the field at the end of the contest there. You know, despite the five interceptions, I mean, certainly that's going to be something that I know you're going to break down when you look at the tape. I mean, he threw for 353 yards, so that bodes well for the improvement of your passing game, If don't you believe? Yeah, there, there's there's lots of positives in there. I know one of them was a, was a tip ball. There's a couple that he definitely would want back, and that's, you know, that's, that's it. But at the end of the day, I thought we controlled it in the first half. We kind of moved, moved the ball, especially when we were backed up in our own end. Um, we just weren't able to, you know, get the running game going the way, the way we wanted to, um, and so it put a lot more, more on Bo. And I thought he, I thought he responded. I think the biggest thing with Bo is just his demeanor after the picks. You know, I was really proud of our sidelines, you know, adversity response to it. But he's, you know, he wants the ball right back, and you can't coach that into somebody. You either have it or you don't. Coach, uh, 11 for 22 on second down, including a lot of second and longs that you were converted today. Uh, very, very impressive to see that. You had eight different receivers catch football, six of them with at least two catches. Uh, so another, another uh, uh, really nice to see the ball getting spread around. So congratulations on the big win. And, uh, and I know the team fought hard and it's going to need that rest. So good luck on the, on the flight home. Thanks, guys. Enjoy. That was Coach Orlando Steinauer there, presented by Access Storage. And, you know, again, you talked about it there. I and mean, you can even hear it in the coach's voice. I think he, he's, he's not one that's not too difficult to read, that you can feel that, you know what, yes, job done. We got that victory uh, right back into that Eastern Division race. But, yeah, there certainly has to be concern about Bo Levi Mitchell. And you know what, I know there's going to be people out there saying, you know, very much like what we maybe talked about in the, in the pregame show. Well, he did this or they did that and he didn't play well. At the end of the day, he's the field general out there. And no matter 
matter what goes on, he's going to be QB number one as long as he's healthy. Absolutely, and you saw and you saw why he he had a full control of this game, spreading the ball around. Um, like like you and I talked about, not all not all those interceptions were his fault. First one was an errant throw, but uh, as a receiver, I know a few of those other ones are, are plays that uh, are avoidable. It, you know, if it, if it was me on that receiving end, um, I'd be I wouldn't be happy with myself. Well, you you said you said right out on the last one, the t the Tim White one. I mean, yeah, the quarterback gets striked with the interception, but that really wasn't all him. Yeah, the defense, Stanridge made a good play coming in to break it up, but but if you could feel that guy coming on your back, I mean, you got to come out and, and get that thing with your hands and not let it come into your body, and then it's not a tip pass. Uh, there was a, there was a couple of those that happened, and, um, and so the receivers got to do a better job of helping out their quarterback and not allowing the defenders to come in and intercept passes and uh, you're going to have a hungry Montreal team coming in here next week and uh, so the, with especially if Bo Levi's not in there um, receivers are going to have to step up and help out the quarterback and make sure there's no more turnovers uh, uh, that are avoidable. Let's go back to that defense and again we are our, our, let's name it right now our performer of the game presented by Hercules Tire right on our strength is uh, this one to me seemed kind of easy. The way Malik Carney, like I mean, this guy was—I mean, I—I'll I, use this word—jacked tonight. <laughs> yeah, he was—he was a man on a mission. He had five five tackles, two sacks, uh, just some really impressive moves. And he—he uh, he actually t tackled Dustin Crump just past the line of scrimmage. It could have been his third or fourth sack. Uh, and he met him in the backfield, and maybe he didn't get the sack. Uh, but he certainly disrupted the play enough to allow his teammates to come in and uh, and finish it off. So Malik Carney was on a mission tonight, and, and he, he um, I guess, showed why the team was willing to get rid of, uh, like, a big name like Ja'Gary Davis or, or, or attempt to get rid of him this week because uh, Malik Carney's been playing so well. He tied for the league in sacks last last year, and he, he leads the league in sacks this year. And... Um, what a great performance by him and the rest of that Ticat defense tonight. Let's go right back down to the locker room and connect with our player of the game, Malik Carney. Uh, this exclusive post-game interview is presented by Access Storage. Score a touchdown with affordable storage. Access Storage has flexible storage solutions at a store near you. Try four weeks free. Details at accessstorage.ca. Well, number five, you were really bringing it tonight. And uh, I tell you, those numbers, uh, five tackles, two sacks. But there was so much more going on with that defense tonight. A tremendous effort. you got to be proud with your defensive effort tonight. Yeah, absolutely. I'm more, I'm more excited about the team win we got, man. And nothing more, well, nothing more important than the team win. Malik, uh, what, what, was, uh, what was the mindset going in against Dustin Crum? Um, were you just trying to get to him as fast as you could, or did you always have to keep keep your eyes in your lane and be disciplined about what what gaps you were leaving open? Um, you know, the, the most important thing, you know, is from, from a deep D line uh, perspective, is getting to the quarterback. We knew he he'd like to, you know, put his foot in the ground and, and get north. Uh, um, he's a, he's a he's a tough guy. Uh, doesn't go down easy. So it was just, you know, focus was just on on, on caging the man and. and 
full bodies on them and getting everybody to the ball. Malik, the Red Blacks seem to be on the field for the, the heavy majority of the second half. Um, and were you guys getting tired at all? But you're, able, you're bending a bit, but you're able to really step up hard on that goal line. What can you say about the finish uh, for, from that defensive unit? Um, I mean, we came together. We played together, and, you know, that's what's most important, you know, sticking together and, uh, you know, collectively, you know, it's, it's never a perfect game on the defensive end or the offensive end. But, you know, we know as a team, you know, we're going to have those, those – that's going to happen in the game. It's, there's always adversity, and we just got to know how to balance it, refocus, and come together and finish out, and that's what we did tonight. Malik, can you share anything about what happened during the lightning break? Uh, what was the – uh, the locker room like or the, the messaging from some of the some of the captains or the leaders in the team um, it was just more excitement on getting the win um, close game um, you know it was just excitement and you know obviously uh, tomorrow when we go in it's, there's a lot of corrections and, and things we need to make but you know uh, making corrections on a win is definitely better uh, than, than doing that on the law so again we're excited about the win and uh, you know next week moving forward you know, Malik, there was so much made about uh, Dustin Crumb and his abilities, especially as a running-style quarterback. How much – was there a little extra work, film work, at, at watching what he does? Because you guys really seem to contain him very well. Yeah, um, it was nothing extra. We prepare like pros every day of the week. Uh, we prepare for him just like we do every other quarterback. Um, again, he's a tough guy, but, um, you know, it's he's, he still puts his pants on just like us, you know, so – Again, um, uh, great guy, great quarterback, um, but we did our thing today, and today we're excited about our win. Because you guys put some serious licks on him. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I had to tell him, I said, hey, man, you might want to go down, uh, but, you know, uh, you know, if you want to stay up and take those hits, that's on them. Malik Carney, our Hercules tire player, the performer of the game. Thanks so much for joining us. Enjoy the win and the and the uh, ride back home. I know those victories, but when the road victory, when you're you're coming off the road, they must be so much more enjoyable to come home with the victory. Oh yeah, most definitely. We're gonna celebrate on the plane. Thanks for having me. All right, take care. Malik Carney, our player of the game, and again, this interview was brought to you by Access Storage. Well, again, now it's time you get the victory, job done. Now to got to focus on another divisional opponent right back at home here and uh, something to build off of. Yeah, this is a tough matchup coming up, and uh, you want to be 1-0 in the second third of the season, and that's what they are. Now it's the job is, uh, the goal is to be 2-0. Um, and next Saturday's a massive, massive game. Uh, lots, lots to build off. I, I really thought the Tiger Cats took some positive steps in a lot of different ways. Um, defensively, offensively, the punting team was was great. Other than other than one instance, um, just just very. Just very sick about that 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 injury there at the end of the game. It, it, you know, as soon as he came out, it was sort of like, oh, why did, you know, why is he in the game? Uh, that's what I was thinking. And but it's easy to say that from from the sideline, from sitting where we're sitting here. Um, I understand that you gotta you want to finish the game and, and not let anything crazy happen with some, you know, with an inexperienced quarterback, but. 
It's almost similar, and longtime Tiger Cat fans will remember this situation. I think it was going back to 2001 and the Tiger Cats at Old Iver Wynn Stadium at the time. And again, a short distance, uh, third down and, and, and half, uh, a yard kind of thing. Danny Mack goes in there and just goes forward, something that he doesn't normally do, very much like a bold Levi Mitchell, doesn't normally uh, take those quick little uh, you know, third down conversion situations, and in this case just short yardage and take a kneel and get, get a yard, and they could have ran out the clock and the game would have been over. But then Danny Mack breaks a, a bone in his hand, and he's done for the year, right? So it's amazing that in the flash of a second in one play, like your, the, your situation, especially at the quarterback position, can change so quickly. Yeah, I, I, you know, they're on the two-yard line, and you wonder if they could have just taken a knee. The Ottawa had no timeouts left. Um, look, I, you don't want to pour salt in the wound. Right. Um, it, the, I'm sure those questions are going to come up this week, and uh, we'll get some, some clarity on what happened there. But uh, just... It just, it just sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. It really does. Because, again, we talked about Bo and the fact the fact that he, he, needs to, he needs playing time. He's got to develop that chemistry. He's got to get that timing. And, again, we saw it. There were glimpses of it here. As I said, the guy almost threw for 400 yards and didn't even complete a pass in the fourth quarter. Right? I mean, so obviously something was going right with that Ticats passing game. But... Uh, if this is the case, and again, they don't play till Saturday, so they do have the long week to, uh, of pre prep preparation, and we'll see what happens. Obviously, there'll be all kinds of testing that uh, happens when the team get back to Hamilton. But if not, uh, I don't believe Matthew Schiltz is ready at, at this point. Uh, and he's on the six-game injury, injury list at this point. So uh, this could be another situation where Taylor Powell, out of nowhere, gets another opportunity and gets to maybe build on his last performance on what we saw here at, at, uh, at Tim Hortons Field. Well, you know, the team has faith in him. Uh, the, the coaching staff has faith in him. He showed some glimpses of uh, great potential. And uh, the more experience he gets, the more prepared he'll be for leading him down the stretch. And who knows what this injury is like. He might be the quarterback here for the next several games. Um, so it's a good thing he has that extra time this week, that those extra days to get to practice, to get to work, to be that leader from day one and uh, to not be sort of like uh, forced in there in the middle of a game and uh, and see what he can do. It's going to be the Taylor, the Taylor Powell show against Montreal on Saturday, and it's going to be a big test. You know, we, we kind of left out special teams a little bit. Just a couple names I'd like to bring up there. Keandre Smith had a great downfield tackle. And Anthony Federico, the hometown product out of, uh, 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 you know, really a defensive lineman, just his speed is incredible. And they came up with some real big, uh, I thought, tackles to limit the field position. Because as you did talk about earlier in the game, this was going to be a field position game. And Mark Leggio, what does he do? He just kicks another field goal, for crying out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the punt unit was fantastic today. There was that one punt that almost got blocked um, and and, uh, and ended up being returned for some good yardage because the players, it was a short punt and the players had to kind of back up. And when, those ha when, that, when that type of thing happens, it, it's hard to recover with your, your gap responsibilities. Um, but 
both on special teams and on defense, we saw excellent open field tackling and excellent um, tr tracking, like angling, angle block, or sorry, angled tackling, um, like taking good angles to run people down and cut them off and, and finish them off. So, the, yeah, very impressive play by that special teams and in the defense in general. We saw another great performance by Jameer Thurman laying some hard hits on multiple different players. He ended up with seven tackles. Uh, Trey Crawford got the start today. He had another two sacks. That, that ex Those ends were explosive today. Casey Sales had the big sack and, and had the big knockdown to win the game. And those uh, interior the defensive linemen never get any love. Yeah, right? they, they, <laughs> they don't. We saw Mo, Mo Diallo get a sack and a other couple big plays, but he ended up having to come off with an injury as well. Uh, even Kongbo was getting there, and Teddy. This, these guys are working hard. So Chris, we got to give Edwards some with love. a sack today. And, and Chris Edwards. Let's 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 just quickly talk about Chris Edwards. This guy is bringing a, a, just a wild amount of intensity. Got it. Maybe sometimes someone's got to, in the huddle or whatever, just kind of bring him down a little bit. But boy, he, he he's playing at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, he was he was so he was so angry uh, at the, that the that the offense thought he was the one offside, but he actually got called for the Ottawa left tackle being offside, and then he went and took a, a, a you know an avoidable penalty, misconduct penalty, the next play. But then right after that comes in and and uh, forces forces Crum inside and Casey Sales finishes him off for a sack. So, um, yeah, he was out there. He was out there making plays, being noticeable, being Chris Edwards. Tiger Cats defeat the Red Blacks in just a wild one, but a strange one all in all, folks. Uh, again, the Tiger Cats will have the weekend off and will return to practice on Monday. Hopefully we'll have more evaluations or at least an update on the quarterback, Bo Levi Mitchell, after being taken off the field with what appears to be some type of lower body injury. Thank you so much for lasting with us. It's been a long night again. We've got about that 58-minute uh, weather delay. For Andy Fantus and Bubba O'Neill, we will be back next Saturday for the Tiger Cats pregame presented by Greenworks as our Tiger Cats are at Tim Hortons Field where they will host the Montreal Alouettes in what will be yet another important East Division game. Our broadcast starts at 6 o'clock. Be there or be square. Join us. We're looking forward to chatting with you. And we're here on the Tiger Cats Audio Network.